0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Abram Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Forty years of This is Emeritus Rex with Rabbi Ruvain Yoshua Pupko of Cote St. Luke, Beth Israel, Beth Aaron, Montreal, Greater Montreal, Canada. Uh, I'd like to have, I guess, a little more of a... Um, amused tone in my voice but uh i think all of us uh even people like you who are so, who are sort of, of naturally in a good mood um can't help but uh thinking about uh the events in Marone, the crush the stampede as it was originally called um and uh i know before we started recording you told me how uh, you just visited the Shiva house of somebody who um who had lost a, a child in In this terribly you know, horrifying event, and how could I not uh use this slu of talking to you every week to not get your input um but I'll tell you what maybe what I'll do instead instead of you know maybe you could respond uh rabbi to some of the things others have said, and from there you could maybe stake out your own uh response that i think
1: maybe but right before we let me just give uh, uh, maybe 60 seconds first go ahead on, on my initial reaction uh to the tragedy um you know if you read you know even quickly and superficially the the biographies the story the sketches on the uh on the 45 who were uh who were killed in that uh and the terrible tragedy in Miron on, on late Thursday night on Lag I mean, it's clear that these are forty-five people who always did what they were uh, told to do. I mean, these are people who were shabbatarians, people who were very devout, pious, who went to Miron with, you know, with sincere and pure motivation to be part of something that uh, they, they were taught was uh, uh, was important uh, to go to the grave of. Uh, uh, on 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 Lagbaimer, and into uh, and to participate in the event that's relatively new in Jewish history, but it goes back some time, and uh, and they did so for for sincere uh reasons, uh, and uh, and they lost their life, uh, due to what seems to be again, it's too early to say and uh, with absolute certainty, but it seems to be uh negligence on the part of uh, the organizers uh, of the event and uh, uh, and, in a place which had been spoken of uh, before uh, as a dangerous place. I mean, I know people who have been there, obviously, and uh, my own son, went a few years ago when he came home, said, it's a miracle I'm alive. So it's a place that was known to be dangerous. But I think in the immediate aftermath, you know, a couple of things are, are valuable to point out, number one, the, and again, and I hate that it happens in tragedy, uh, the remarkable unity amongst the Jewish people in a a moment like this, where everyone you saw Friday morning in Shul was devastated, couldn't speak, and where uh, Jews all over the world, you know, united in in profound mourning. And and not only, it went way beyond the Haredi community, most beautiful picture I saw was the picture of uh, people who others would call Helonim, and standing in Tel Aviv, lining up to give blood, and uh, a real sense of uh, commonality amongst the Jewish people at a moment like this, where you have a soccer player, set, I think it was Saturday or Sunday night, score a goal in Israel and uh, stop the celebration, put up his hands, at 45 and point to Shemayim. And so that unity is remarkable. The numbers of people who logged on to participate, even virtually, in, in, in some of the funerals—whether it was uh, the young boy from New Jersey or uh, or, 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 or Stetner, Steiner, a blessed memory from Montreal, W. diamond and the other funerals that they that they watched—I mean, we're talking about tens and tens of thousands of people uh, who did this for someone they never met, but uh, somehow wanted to feel connected. Um, to families that are crushed uh, by loss, and uh, and and that is a remarkable feature of Jewish life, and that's a beautiful thing. Uh, the tragedy could not be uglier, uh, however, and uh, and and it's a source of pain. That you know, it's not unreasonable to say that this was an avoidable tragedy, and it's—I uh, don't think anyone can disagree—that it was an avoidable tragedy. This didn't have to be. This is not something someone else did to us. This is something we did to
0: ourselves. Um, yeah, uh, uh, listen, you can go on for more than the what you asked for in terms of 60 seconds. I don't need to throw out uh, other people's opinions, which I don't think are any less prescient than yours. I was actually trying to help you because I thought that um, it's so painful for you that you'd rather react to what others said than to, than to, uh, to speak about it yourself. And I, I know that out of respect of... Uh, it's, it's the availus is still going on, and out of respect, I know that you're not even uh, perhaps uh, saying everything that you'd like to say about this at this moment. And but on the other hand, as I said before, we started recording. We're, we're in between. Uh, uh, we're in between a rock and a hard place uh, because uh, you know if we don't um, speak about it, you know what is emeritus rex about then if not about something that affects the whole Jewish people? I mean, what are we going to talk about? Uh, you know, about Aaron Rodgers uh, deciding to uh, not play for the Packers anymore. And we can't, we need to speak about things of, of significance. Um,
1: here's the bottom line. The bottom line here has to be said clearly. You have to speak sensitive to the fact that there are 45 families that will never be the same. And, uh, Actually, I should say forty-three because two of the families lost two two children. Um, forty uh, over forty families that will never be the same. Crushing loss. You're talking about Yeshiva Bahurim who watched their roommates and Harusa's die, who will be traumatized. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's a terrible, terrible tragedy. But listen, you know, it's almost like. Miron was a confluence of, of of things that are wrong with us as a people. What ha, you know, there's the Israeli attitude of "etov" You know, of, you know of an excessive confidence in, uh, in in you know that everything will be all right. You don't have to do much, and everything will be all right. the the excessive in the excessive and misused power of the religious parties that who believe that any restriction on religious behavior that comes from a non-religious source uh, and it needs to be ignored whether it's COVID or Miron uh, the um, you know it's uh, uh, the inability of the groups within the Kuwaiti community to work together and therefore the constant disputes as to who's in charge in Miron and in what area of Miron you know whether it's that group or this group and therefore they couldn't work together to to enhance the safety of the of the place, we know there was were ample reports earlier that it was dangerous, that this specific walkway uh, was dangerous. That was highlighted in, uh, you know, in, in Orthodox media, Jewish, uh, in Orthodox media, and uh, it was a, it was a influence of a lot of negative pathologies in, in the Jewish community in the state of Israel, and it came together to create an absolute unmitigated. Disaster. Forty-five
0: Jews, mm-hmm. and and of course, I think we should also not only the people who were traumatized, but also the people who escaped with their lives, but were injured and mm-hmm. were wounded, and of course, um, they're going to have to be. I don't know uh, the extent of those injuries, but any you break your ankle, uh, that's that's a that could change your life for years.
1: Now, here, and, here's the thing: it's that, You know, there's a possible kolmis. It's not a muster Safer. It's not a rishon. It's not you know, uh, it, it's, it's not a uh, uh, the work of this, it's a Prosuk Kumish. Pasik Kumish says that you have to build your places with safety, security. Blood shed should not be found in your homes. You have to be careful. Every single sinner ever published. You open up after min uh, you know, before mincha, there are all the brachas there, and there's a bracha you make. Sheikh place of the it's a bracha, just like when you put on film, just like when you sit in a sofa. It's a bracha when you put up a fence to preserve life. That it's not it's nothing but a myth a in the title, right? To be to, to build your places with care and caution so that you know life is preserved, that health is preserved, that safety is in place. It's a myth in the title. And too many have this a, a strange idea. That because something is being enforced or promulgated by the non-religious, therefore we should ignore it. It's the Chav Beis Pasuk and um, and uh, it says it's, it's very simple. It says be careful. You know, I'll read you a Beragilu. The Beragilu says the following. Um, says what's the reason for the remember? There's an essay and a lay gagecha and It's an essay and a lay an sase. It's a positive and negative command. Right? Meaning taking care of yourself and being taken care of others. Somebody who is reckless in this or disregards this. It's like he despises the will of God, which is to do good to us. And shows complete disregard for the worship and service of God and the, and, and the benefits. This is the epitome of recklessness and irresponsibility. That's what the Baragola writes about those who are less than fastidious about creating a safe environment. He says, uh, the in Mitzvah uh, like you despise the will of God
0: Yeah, it's very very strong words Rabbi and I think people should understand that the Beragela isn't just a, an obscure commentary it actually was the Rebbe of the Vilna from Ramesh Ravkish, Ravkish and uh, um, I heard uh, from for Herschel Schechter once that the Beragela um, gave you the basic source of the, the, where the phrase in the Shulchan Aruch is and the Vilna broke down every phrase where those sources were. So uh, a, clearly a, uh, a very important voice, because uh, when he decides to go out, go off of script and make a point, it meant that this was something that was a communal flaw even um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, a lack of a concern. Uh, he, he says similar things about giving people over to the authorities and other things like that. So I take the Baragela's words uh, with a lot of seriousness. I want to quote another pasuk to you as well. And this is something that the, the Rambam, of course, mentions in Hilchastainis, that um, that when things happen like this, uh, in Bezayus Imi Bakeri. Now, this means that you basically take an event and ascribe it to some natural or even human error, as opposed to um, the result of some flaw. Um, God says, "You don't get it. Uh, th- when things like this happen, uh, this means that you need to make a, a, a very big chesh and, um, you know, And this is, I think, you know, God knows what the optics are, and God realizes that um, where these opt- where this occurred and it occurred in the at, at, at the uh, almost the ultimate moment of a moment of exaltation and a moment of uh, devotion. And clearly, as as even you know, people, as ra- people who are on the rationalist side, like Slifkin have said, you know, the, the message, there's got to be a message here from God occurring at this moment. And I think that, um, you know, I, I'm going to quote to you. I know that uh, neither of us are really believe the Dafiomi <laughs> is, is some sort of prophetic oracle, but the Dafiomi from yesterday's Daf had the following uh, story. Uh, the Gemara talks about uh, two young men. Um, one of them was called, like, a Tinoik. So they were two young people, just like. Uh, many of a number of the people who were killed in the in Marone, and they, out of excitement and energy, to want to get the of doing a mitzvah in the base of Mikdash, they were Kohanim. They wanted to do the mitzvah of, of Trumas Hadeshen, which most people would say, you've got to get up real early in the morning. You got to get up real early and get there it isn't exactly uh, a sexy thing to do. You're not you're not taking the blood. You're just just cleaning the stuff off, um, and yet. There was a tremendous energy about it, and um, Chazal came up with an idea for these young people to sort of figure out. You know how we're going to do? It's going to be a race, and the race would be going up the ramp, and you would have uh, Kehanim and others, like professional NFL referees, or uh, maybe a, a Kentucky Derby <laughs> style, figuring out who wins by a nose. And they would measure to see who would get to the top of the Mizbeach or the first, or the, get into that four Amas before the top of the Mizbeach. Well, they realized this is what it was about when one of the um, fellows um, decided he was going to uh, sort of like get an unfair advantage. So what he did was he moved to his right and got into the running lane of the other Kayan. Well, I guess they sort of knew that these guys were going to be rivals with each other. So the other Kayan had a knife with him. And of course, there's knives abound in the base HaMikdash because you're going to have a job as a, a shechet uh, and other things. And he took one of these shechita knives and he plunged it into the body of the person who had cut him off in an attempt to get to the top of the Mizbeach. And of course, all the kohanim that were there were around. And when the person was stabbed, the, um, the, uh, um, the great Rav the, the great of Tzedek said, can you, what's going on here? <laughs> what's happening? He said that there is a, uh, um, uh, a, 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 a the Pusset tells us that if we discover one dead body and we don't know who did it, that there has to be a complete communal organization and thought about, and, and the Sanhedrin Agado itself comes out to some far flung spot in Israel in order to measure where, from where the dead body has come from, and he said, for that one dead body that we don't know? Here, what are we supposed to do, Reb, Reb Tzaddik said? Is it the Azar? Is, are we going to measure it from the Azara? Is it our fault? Is it the city of Yerushalayim's fault? It's, it's probably not these two kids' fault, because they were part of a system that that somehow encouraged this. And Reb Tzodek, who was Reb, Reb Tzaddik's father, the Gemara says, they all moaned and they cried over this event. And he said, we have to do something. Well, the Gemara says in the Dafyaymi that as terrible as that was, eventually people said, you know what? That was an anomaly. The Gemara says, you know what? That was crazy. There was just think. thing. You know what? We're going to still have the system, but we'll we'll take better care about it. And then, I don't know, it was months or years later, once again, these young people, in their energy to get to the top and to feel the sense of Hashem, one of them was pushed off by the other and fell and broke his leg. Then Chazal said, okay, we're going to stop this. We're going to make a takona and we're going to stop this whole thing. Okay, that's the dafiomi from yesterday. I went through it in depth because I think the parallel is, is, is incredible, right? where's the Rav where's the Rav who says hey we've got to do something that we, let's not make the mistake of not doing a Takana like they did then right <laughs> there should be a Takana take it from Miyad. Yad and why isn't that big I, I issue would, there?
1: you know I, what I would suggest is a to sit seven years of shiver after for the next seven Lag volumes nobody goes that means whether you're Toltezavan or whatever other group that goes there, you decide for seven years we sit still, And for seven years we don't do it. You will take seven years to figure out how to go to Marone in a safe way, where only a certain number of people are allowed, where the event is spread out over a week instead of one night, where people go in, in, in you know in an orderly besuda way. Order is not gentile. Order is not hilo order is is a Pasmish and they take seven years they said seven years of Shiva for and Nephish seven years of not going seven years the Ravi will be fine without visitors on his yard site he'll be he'll be very good I promise you he'll be fine and seven years you wait seven years that's what should happen now Forty-five to some is deserved that there should be seven years of Shiva and on the eighth year, after it's been tested, analyzed, reconstructed, reorganized and reconfigured, and everything done differently and better in eight years from now. And tough Shin Pei test. They can go back.
0: Let them go or, back. Or, or maybe not. Or maybe maybe they'll realize the same way we ain't going back to the, to, to racing up the ramp as much as the original inventors of this idea were, were the Sanhedrin. Again, I hate being a Talmudist. But, you know, and again, especially in, in, in the presence of Arov, but the Sanhedrin sat in Lishka Sargosses right by the Beis HaMikdash. They were aware of this Takona. In fact, they signed off on it. The greatest of Claudius signed off on this run, on this race, and they, they thought it was great. They needed, like Rav said, to take Muslim, maybe th- rethink the whole deal, to rethink now again, I, what I would what I have said before, and I know I'm saying this for the benefit of those who listen on to hear Rabbi Pupko and not myself, but I want to get your look, it's one thing to have people come there and and and, 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 and um, say Tfibus sing Nagunim. It's another thing to bring out basically a rock concert style of event where there are various acts where you have to bring up sound trucks and you have to uh, navigate things. You know, it's it, that is a lot different than uh, what was what's been described in, as you mentioned, later historical sources as great exaltation at that spot. I think those excesses are alien yeah. to the Ruach HaTayra. And I know, listen.
1: Again, because it's the week when people still say Shiva, not everything we might say six months from now will we say today. But there's no question that there there were those who questioned this practice for many years already. some cipher and others, parts of it, the burning of things that that others have disparaged in extreme terms, in in, in pretty clear terms. Again, I don't want to get into discussion of the origins of it. whether it's valuable experience, <clears throat> all I know is that the people who go are overwhelmingly motivated by a sincere desire to be proud of something that is inspiring to them and, 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 and valuable in their own event. That's what they believe.
0: Now, uh, well, let me push back for a second. And I know, I, and, and I believe me, I, I quoted the Gemara at length to indicate from Repsodic's words that I'm not blaming anybody who's there. Right. I think that one of the reasons why the yeshivas take people there, including my grandnephew and other people and and, uh, a a student of mine who was here from JC, who also barely escaped a serious injury. They take them there because, oh, you're going to love it. You know, we take them there because of all the the rock concert uh, aspect of it. Yes, of course it isn't people throwing their clothes off and smoking drugs. That's not what it is. But the intensity and and seeing that swaying and dancing to the music is really, you know, very similar. I'll, I'll tell you the thing that
1: shocked me the most, I'll tell you what shocked. Okay, go ahead. Me, no, I shouldn't say what shocked me the most. Something that really surprised me was when I was reading about it. I didn't know this. It's the number two most visited religious site in Israel. Next to the Koton. I, I had no idea that was the case. I mean, I to me that's bizarre. I mean, when you're in a country with Kibbutz and Mara Peler and the, you know and and and, and 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 all the other very important places, how could Rome be the second most visited place? I don't know how that happened. Yeah,
0: okay. I, I don't get it. I mean, uh, okay, I, I have an answer for you, and I think that you know the answer is really tied back in a in, in, in history and philosophy, and I use philosophy not in the Greek sense. Part of it is really the, um, the recognition of the mystical footprint uh, in Judaism, whether it's Hasidus or Kabbalah, uh, Hasidus being connected to Kabbalah, and and the recognition by the Hasidic world of how important that contribution was. There's also something which a, a friend of mine told me last night, which is that for Satmer Hevra, uh, and, and by the way, Toldas Aaron is sort of like a Satmer off-branch in a way, um, and and, and and again, I, I've, I'm, I love Satmer for their chesed, and we've talked about all the positive things that they do. Yes. But but one of the things, and, and I actually believe this is something quite noble on their part, they don't go to the Koso. They don't, now I'm not sure if it be, it's because of the Kedusha Chesed or something, so part of what happens is Marone became sort of like, uh-huh. for Satmer chevra it became a Koso uh, fallback. And 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 that's part of the reason why Sotmer and others have fought against government uh, control. Which again, you know, I, I'm going to quote Slifkin again, and I think you agreed with them that there, there there needs to be, um, you know, okay, what I said perhaps, uh, you know, is, is is a little bit difficult for people to hear, uh, you know. But again, I think God knows the optics, and God knows what was going on. Uh, and, and, and God expects, just like the Gemara, for us to do something based on this. Okay, but let me just say, I think Slifkin is right, that, and I know you agree as well, that there needs to be, in light of this tragedy, a greater trust in what the authorities are doing, the, the experts that are involved in safety, the experts that are involved in planning. And it's, it, it, it's, it's something we're not, most people aren't capable of, but there are experts who are. And, and it needs to be viewed, like you say, not, not just because it comes from a non-religious Jew, but because it comes from someone who up until now you have seen as the enemy. <laughs> You've seen as someone, not just as not knowledgeable in Torah, but has somehow been uh, uh, the Reutfim, you know. And in that way, I, I guess I hate making this connection, but it but really- I, you know, I,
1: I think part of the problem is that there are elements in all the Hasidic groups, and I, I'm trying to be very careful because I don't want to be misunderstood, There are elements in in every Hasidic group that, although they dress the way their grandfathers dressed, uh, have assimilated into the non-Jewish culture of the day, which is a complete disrespect for authority, belief in radical personal autonomy, that they will not listen to anybody, they do what they want, and uh, you know it's just it's 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 an acculturation into the into the into this manner of living, where you just don't listen to anybody, where you know better than everybody else, and and, and that's part of it. Part of it is disregard for non-religious uh, 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 ideas or or ideas that are being articulated by non-religious people, even though they are in fact religious ideas. And um, it, it's just it's, it's 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 anarchy up there, you know. It's clear, it's anarchy. And the uh, in other words, if you're an Israeli cop. An Israeli policeman who has served in Meir Shearim or Bnei Brahe and seen some of the worst excesses during the demonstrations during COVID, or the demonstrations about the draft, or how Israeli soldiers have been assaulted in Meir in and Bnei Brahe. and are you going to be uh, eager to try to enforce order on a community that has shown absolute absolute disregard and disrespect for the police and for the army? And when I say that. Hey, again, I, I know that we're talking to sophisticated listeners, but I'll repeat it anyway. We're not talking about a majority of the community. We're not even talking about a significant minority of the community. We're talking about a small minority, but that is the minority that has engaged with police in an ugly way, and uh, and and you know and and so what are you doing when you when you have a government that is trying to be formed and everyone needs the religious parties in order to make a coalition and 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 and. and you have a prime minister who was punished at the holy booth for for by some curatum for not vigorously defending their right to travel to Uman during COVID. And you need them now to form a coalition. You create a world where there's political paralysis, where there's uh, uh where there's anarchy on Miron, where the religious groups don't get along. As I said, it's it it, it was a toxic mix of so many different pathologies, a toxic mix which created an unspeakable tragedy. 45 some, 45 people. I mean, they're the young people who will never marry and never have any And it, It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Remember, you know, in, in Boratians, it says, Kol Dimeyakita. Kol Because when you kill someone, you kill them, you kill all their children. That they cannot have them. It's a plural. Me'a I mean, Le Clint Eastwood said it in The Unforgiven. When you kill a man, you kill everything he has and everything he's going to have. And 45 were killed, and everything they're gonna have has been removed from the world. It's an unspeakable tragedy. And it was and it and it's not too soon to talk about what's wrong. Either. Not too soon. We I, know I, what I, was wrong. People I, who were supposed to be careful weren't careful. People who were warned disregarded the warnings. And we know that. We know what happened. It's clear what happened. This is not a mystery. This is not a, a hurricane or tornado that wasn't predicted. This is a natural phenomenon. This is a human-made disaster. A human beings chose not to be careful. Human beings chose not to learn from the past or heed uh, the warnings of others. Human beings did this to other human beings. Jews did this to other Jews. This was reckless. I,
0: and again, just once again, to sort of put a little punctuation mark on it from yesterday's daf. The Gemara says that the father of of one of of the slain boy uh, came over to his son and he saw that although he had been stabbed in a way that he was going to die he first said he screamed out to the father to the assembled my son's death will be a kapara for you, a kapara for this generation And then he sort of, at the same moment, then he said, maybe it was half ironic. The Gemara assumes he might have been serious. He said, but you know, he's going to die soon, but he's not dead yet. The knife isn't Tomei. I just want to let you know that. The knife is not Tomei. And the Gemara wonders, that's what a father, when his son is dying, and this most terrible event is talking about, is is, is being Tomei? So the Gemara wonders, is is there an obsession here with, 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 with ritual law at the expense of human life? What's going on? We don't care about life. And he's telling us, oh, this is a knife that we can now reuse and we don't have to submit it to, a, uh, uh, to ritual pur- ritual purification. Well, what's going on with this? So the Gemara actually wonders that maybe we get so insensitive that we somehow zero in on the wrong point and not the life that is leaking out on the ground, but the fact is some other issue about Tuma Tahira, Shmiras HaMitzvahs or something else. Once again, I hate being a, 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 you know, a, a pedagogic uh, priest, but I do believe that when I was learning this and preparing it, I said, my God, let's not say the wrong thing. Let's not say that, let's let's zero in, as you were saying, Rabbi Popko, on the loss of life. Let's get it right. Let's not minimize things by even mentioning in the same breath and stressing things which aren't essential. And I guess, look, as, 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 as let me ask you again. You you, are, you have a pulpit. You are a respected rabbi. That's the reason why we even have this show. But where's that other voices? You sent me before we started a, a number of voices. Isn't there something wrong that we don't we haven't yet heard from Gedele Yisrael? Are they just being cautious because it's the Zman of the Shiva? Is that really what's going on? No,
1: they're scared to death of their followers. We so will turn on them. We're living so, in a world where a dark" keller." So, and, 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 and we all and, and, know what that means. It means the tail wags the dog. It's the same kind of, you know, the same kind of language being used by the Gemara and, and in English, idiot. and to, people are afraid because of the of, of 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 the crazed minority that will turn on anyone who deviates from what they think is the correct response. When a man goes to a bar and drinks too much. He gets behind the wheel of a car and kills somebody. As a drunk driver, nobody asks, why did this happen? We know why it happened. A man chose to act recklessly with complete disregard for health and safety in the lives of others and himself. We know why it happened. You know, uh, you know, it, they violated Torah law. We know why this happened. They violated every human decency of taking care and protecting life. They had warnings and they ignored them. Everyone knew it was a dangerous place. Everyone knew. It was in newspapers, government officials said it, police officials said it, journalists said it, Haredi journalists said it. Everyone knew it was a dangerous place and nobody said, you know, maybe we should do it in a different way. Maybe we shouldn't allow. Uh,
0: well, again, those people should be—they should, as as much as I'm against, you know, media um, destruction of people and 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 going to people's old Facebook posts and uh, podcasts and finding some offhanded remark and then destroying their lives. I think over here it, it is necessary for uh, for to do something right to to discover. And, and, and again, it's probably going to be an ugly type of thing, but if you are right, Rabbi Pupko, then they, they, we should find the people who refuse to hear the warnings, the people that were creating this. I think system.
1: accountability is important. I really do. But, but there's one thing more important than accountability. One thing that's more important. And I'm not saying it's number 10 on the list. Accountability is number two on my list. 100%. We should find out who did wrong and everything else. But more important than that is just making sure it doesn't happen again. First and foremost, make sure it doesn't happen. Make sure it doesn't happen again. Make sure our places are safer. Make sure the staircases down to the Kaisel are safer when they go for breakfast. Make sure that the roads are safer. Make sure the schools our kids go to are safe. Just protect life.
0: So uh, you know, parenth- parenthetically, I don't know the the numbers, but we do know that the amount of fatal accidents that occur in Israel is an extremely high percentage. It's better than it used to be, but it's terribly high, yes. And again, which is – and both of us are both uh, uh, veterans of driving in New York City, and I was a veteran of driving your car, I think, because yeah. you, you lent it to me on my first date. And I remember, <laughs> I remember almost uh, on Pros- the Prospect Expressway, uh, almost <laughs> almost getting killed by someone that I had inadvertently cut off. Um, but uh, so we
1: both—it's very we, simple. Be careful. Yeah,
0: it's well, not that hard. You know, I want to throw one more little um, uh, drush here, if you don't mind. Uh, we talked about, and, and I think you've said right that the Gedaliah's role are defanged, declawed. Um, it, Chazal say an interesting thing about. Uh, it's, from, it's from the dapiomi again, and I, I I think you'll appreciate it. Because I'll say that the fire in the first Beis was it came down from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, and it stayed in some fashion. And when people who were able to see it said it looked like a lion, it had the shape of a lion, it was Rovitz Karim. And when human beings would would come forward in the beginning of the day and light their little fire, and the pieces of the uh, of the sacrifice would go on the misbeach. The lion would sort of rise up and like a lion attacking its 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 food would meld with this human fire and it would it would it would absorb it in this incredible conflagration. That was the way it was in the first base of Mikdash. In the second base of Mikdash, there was also a, a sort of presence of this heavenly fire, but it was Ravutsa kekelev. <laughs> it was it was there like a dog. And the Gemara says that it didn't really take the initiative. Just like a dog, as you know, and Dali's not here now, a dog looks into the face of its owner to see what it wants. So the human fire, the human fire which represents all of us who look to the Gedele Yisrael, who are representatives of the Shekhinah, in the first base of Mikdash, they had their faults, but their leaders were like lions in the sense, like godlike, that, okay, let's bond together and we're all part of something great. You've brought it, I'm here to help, like a lion attacking and, 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 and in a majestic way. In the second base of Mikdash, which was so full of strife and difficulty, we had like a dog. Yes, exalted, but ravutsa kekelev, And I think, I, I hate to say it, but the, let the Gedali Israel, the Rabbanim, from all walks assume the lion-like attitude, Kari, because you have to be Miskabra Kari and say what needs to be said. Let the shiva be over, but there should be a statement right away before shluas about this.
1: I, I want to say one I want, I want to end with one thing. I'm going did, to you, quote, did, did you appreciate it? I would distill what you just said. You know, there was a man who was once president of the United States, but a lot of people don't like named Jimmy Carter. But he said something that I think is very very relevant at this moment. He says he wants a government to put the people. One thing we learned last week is that Play saw is unbelievable. The chesed, the feeling, the heart of the Jewish people is unbelievable. And that's 99.9%. With the you know, Rachmanim Benev, Rachmanim, the most wonderful people in the world. everything. It's a wonderful people. We are a blessed people. Nothing. in the remarkable Jews and Gullis, remarkable Jews and everything. So remarkable people. But we're being ill-served. We need a government as good as the people. And uh, in the leadership today, because of some people, because of they've been, because again, the culture of the day and, and whatever it is, we need a government as good as the people. The people are wonderful. People in Israel are wonderful. I mean, what, you know, I, I you can't say enough about them. Even the simplest Jew, the egged bus driver, you talk to them. There's an Amunah there, whether they're wearing a or not, whether they keep Shabbos or not. There's an Amunah there. There really is. In the Charedi parochol, there's an Amunah. There's a, all the right things. They're wonderful Jews who are in Israel. Wonderful people. And we need the government as good as the people. That means whether it's the leaders in the Kuwaiti community, the leaders in the political sphere we need a government as good as the people the people are wonderful and that has been demonstrated over and over again but again if for some reason uh, and i and I'll, I'll never understand you know those who end up in positions of uh of authority have failed us and uh and and that can't continue because there are consequences and we saw
0: a terrifying consequence last week well let's let's you know in our both you know